Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My ex and I had split. He lived in the apartment. I moved in with my mom until our lease was up in February. And then I decided to take over the lease. Looking back, I remember people thinking like, oh my God, that's so weird. Why would you want to live in the same apartment that you lived in while you were married with an ex? And I think for me, well, number one, I loved my apartment. Like I absolutely loved it. I did record a tour of it that one day I will release on YouTube. That is going to be next week's agenda to work on sharing with like sharing with you guys my old apartment and the place that I'm living in Miami. But you know what? I'm taking baby steps. I'll get there. I love my apartment. I had an entire room that was a closet. I was living in the West Village and I had amazing lighting. So when we split, I remember I did spend a lot of time on Street Easy. I spent a few weekends with my siblings looking at different apartments and I just didn't find anything else that I liked for what I was paying. I said, I'm just going to stay in the apartment. I'll renew the lease under my name by myself. And I remember I had to like reapply for the apartment because they needed to change the lease over to be just in my name instead of both of our names. And that was like the first like big adult thing that I ever did was apply for a lease and go through all the motions and fill out all the paperwork. And I hate paperwork. And I just remember being like really proud of myself when I signed the lease and it was under my name. And I'm like, wow, like I'm a big girl. It was a proud day. So I decided to stay in my apartment. Obviously, if you guys watch the show, you see that there's a lot of things missing from my apartment and I needed to get some new furniture. I wanted to rearrange things. My therapist was like, if you stay in this apartment, you need to make sure that you switch it around so it doesn't trigger you in any way. 
that it doesn't remind you of certain things. And I felt like because we had moved into the apartment in February and then most of the summer we were traveling and then we split in October that I didn't feel like I had too many memories there. I just knew knew that I really loved the apartment. So I completely changed it, made it super feminine, playful, colorful. If you would look at it, you would think like it's never, it was the way that I decorated it wasn't a place that I feel like I would want to live in forever. But I knew that it would be like a great place to live for a year or two. And I decorated it in a place that I just wanted to feel really happy when I came in and for there to be no feel of any male energy around. Like it was pink, it was girly, and I loved it. Now going back to mental awareness where my head was at, I definitely would say until June-ish, I was in my fuck girl era, did not give a care about anybody. I had no room for like any real feelings, I think. Even if during that time I would talk to someone that I would like feel something, I don't think that looking back I was actually available for anything. Definitely not in the beginning, but even going a little bit further down, I think that I just was mourning my previous relationship and finding a way to be okay in my single world. And to me, bringing someone into that was really scary. I also had this idea that I was going to have like an incredible hot girl summer. I'd always heard about a hot girl summer. It sounded like fun. I'm like, I'm single. I get to experience this. But what I realized was, is that I really loved having a partner, like someone to travel with and to go away with and make plans. And when everyone's a little bit more on the down low and when people are a little less busy in the summer, they spend more time outdoor. That's when I felt really lonely. And I was like, whoa, I think I had a hot girl winter when I was emotionally unavailable. And now I don't want to just go on dates for the sake of going on dates. I don't want to just like hook up with somebody. Like I want a meaningful connection. And I also found that dating in the summer, like everybody's traveling. Nobody's in one place. So nobody's looking for something. Like that's why summer flings exist. And summer flings are great. Like if you can have that, then wonderful for you. I think that I wanted that, but like I just didn't find anyone that I connected with. In that time, I think there was just like so much going on. I went out with this guy that was like my first like fuckboy experience and uh, that was really shitty because I think I like decided that wait, maybe I like this guy, like maybe I am available for something more and he just didn't like me back the same way and I'd never been rejected in that form and it was really shitty. So I think the rejection was hard, but like on top of the rejection was the like not him not communicating with me that he didn't feel the same way about me kind of just like led me on for a while. That's just shitty for like any girl or guy. I think that it can happen both ways. I think guys can be disrespected in that way when girls are like, oh, I want this, but then they don't follow through. So. I think that to start off the summer was just shitty. And then the whole summer, I basically was like, okay, I cannot be in the city. I need to figure out a way to make plans for myself. I need to be busy. I need to be out of this apartment. 
I felt like a lot of FOMO on like people traveling or doing things because I felt like I didn't have anyone to do that with. I just felt lost. It was a hard time for me this summer. I think that's when I developed SIBO because I was just so, I don't want to say that I was fully depressed, but I was just really, un, I, was, I was unhappy. I felt lost. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I wanted. I was like, do I want a relationship? And then when I started to feel feelings for someone, they didn't feel the same way. And I was just like, what's happening? Also during that time, I signed my divorce papers which was also like a really big like milestone, like, oh my God, like I've signed off on this marriage and I'm entering into something new. And that happened towards the end of the summer. So that's why I booked myself a health and wellness retreat in Spain. And I decided that I needed to do it by myself because I'm like, I'm not okay right now mentally. And I definitely didn't feel okay physically because that's when my SIBO started and I started gaining weight and being bloated and having just like feeling really bad. I felt very fatigued. I had no energy and I was like, something's wrong. Like I'm not okay. Let me book this health retreat for myself and let me go by myself because I've realized that I feel like I want to be codependent on someone And I felt like in order for me to really enter in the new space of letting another person into my life, I needed to really, really be okay with being by myself. And I don't think everyone needs that. But for me, it was a really important step to be like, I don't need to be in a relationship. I would like to be in one. I would like to have someone to share my life with. But I can be okay by myself because. I can support myself and I remember my therapist I did a TikTok on it and she was like you need to learn to be your own best friend and right now you're not your own best friend right now you are you're not in a good place so going on that trip was really scary because I had never spent so much alone time by myself ever in my entire life and I travel I don't mind traveling myself but I went when I knew nobody I took a seven-day social media break when I had never done that in my life. Since I started on social media, I've only gone three days without posting. I'll do like a three-day social media cleanse every couple of months just to reset. I never work on Saturday, but I had never gone an entire week. And I was also in this like gorgeous, beautiful retreat place that was like prime content. But I was like, no, you need to take a break and to not distract yourself. And I made myself sit at my meals and listen to a podcast or just people watch and not watch on my phone because I wanted to be really present with what I was doing and very intentional about my steps there. And it was a really, really amazing experience. I will say, just for fun, because I needed to add like a little bit of boy drama into this. That while I was there, I did meet a really cute guy that we did hook up. We did not sleep together. We just made out. But it was like the second day that I got there. And uh, I remember I like see him by himself. And like I'm in this retreat. It's a little pricey. Like the median age there is probably like 45. And people are there as couples or they're there with like the mother, daughter or sisters or whatever. 
And there's like me by myself. There are a few people by themselves, but most people came with someone. And I see this guy who's young and I'm like, he must be here with a girlfriend or with his family. And like the next day I see him, he's eating by himself again. So I am like, I need to make some friends while I'm here because like it's seven days. I can't talk to nobody. Like I wasn't want, didn't want to do like a silent retreat or something like that. There's also no alcohol. It's just super, super clean. So I'm sitting at the pool and he passes me by again for like the fifth time in like 24 hours. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to say hi. So I say hi to him. We ended up talking and he was really sweet. He was recovering from an injury. He came by himself and he was leaving like two days later, but it was really fun. We ended up having breakfast together and dinner together. And even though I was on this like growth mindset journey where I'm like, I need to be okay being single. I don't think I was viewing talking to him as being in a relationship whatsoever. I was just like, it was companionship. And I think it was the easier way for me to go into the program because I was like, okay, I'm doing a lot of things by myself, but at least I know I have like a dinner plan with somebody. And then after that happened, I was like a little bit more okay with being on my own. And I did after that put myself out there a little bit more and I made some other friends with girls that were there as well who were going through like similar experiences. I think that was really fun for me. It just like gave me like a little bit of like a smile on my face and uh, I'm happy that I did that. Like I remember going and telling my friends that I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll meet a hot guy at this wellness retreat that I'm going at. And I did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I waited until the last day to sit down and journal and feel my feels because I had just been enjoying the spa. I had been enjoying my alone time. I thought that I'd be FaceTiming my friends and my family way more, but I was like, I'm reading books. I'm doing my own thing and it's on my time. Like I'm doing this for me. It was like the biggest thing that I've ever done for myself. The last day I sit down, I feel my feelings, I internalize what's going on and I was like, you need to make some changes when you get home. I wanted to be kinder to my body because I felt really unwell. And I had started to feel normal again while I was there because I was like eating like nothing, like just vegetables and gave my body a reset. I thought when I came back that I just needed that reset. But when I came back and started like living my life a little bit and my stomach started acting acting up again, I'm like, okay, there is something really wrong because I can't just live off of vegetables. I come back feeling like refreshed and renewed and I tell myself like I need to be in the city for the next two months. Like I cannot run away. I just have to like face my feelings and face my life and face my decisions and face what I want. And that was really scary because I just felt like for a couple of months I was just like running away. And also at that point that was this is September now and I was coming up on the one year mark of my split. 
I just had so much anxiety about how would I feel on that day and what it would look like and what that means for me. Like, oh my God, I've been single for a year. That's insane. I knew I'm like, I need to just get to this date. And when I get to that date, then I think I'll be okay. That happened. Like I got to the anniversary of my split. Suddenly, like I felt, okay, I've got this. I'm in a much better space mentally to take the next step because I've given myself an entire year on my own. I live on my own. I'm used to living on my own now. I've gone on plenty of dates. I've seen what's out there. I've had my fun. Now I'm ready for the next thing. And I really sat there with myself and I'm like, why does this one year mark mean so much to me? Why do I suddenly feel okay? Like, what is it about this timing that made such an impact on me? What I've decided is that I think it was the one year mark was the chance for me to have gone an entire year of every holiday, every season on my own. Because until that point, everything I had experienced, I would be like, oh, the last time I celebrated Hanukkah was with him. The last time I did, I don't know, the summer, last summer I did this. And he was in every single memory I had. And that was really hard because I had no adult memories that he wasn't included in. And suddenly I felt like I had lived an entire year, which isn't that long, but it's long enough that I could have my own memories on my own, by myself, with my friends, with my family. And I think to me, that was the biggest sense of relief that I could really take that next step. But now I get to this next step where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to date someone. And I'm going to be more picky on my dating apps. I'm not going to go on a million dates. I'm going to be more mindful with who I say yes to and how the dates are going. I do this. I go on like maybe two weeks worth of dates with like a couple of different people and just like nothing, no feelings, no interests. I would probably say from June until let's say this point, like I had had like maybe two weeks here and there where I would like go on a couple of dates. But for the most part, I was like pretty quiet. I wasn't making myself busy. I'm like, I'm taking care of my physical health. I'm taking care of my mental health. I don't have space anymore to be going on dates because I'm not there yet. I just was focusing on myself, which was really rewarding. And I'm very proud of myself that I did that. I also started to feel a little discouraged and I'm like, you know what? Let me take dating off the table in general because it's starting to be holiday season and people are traveling and nobody like wants to start something like right before Thanksgiving. It's a little inconvenient. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this break. That's when I decided that I wanted to move to Miami because I got a letter from my landlord saying that they were upping my rent X amount for Feb 1 and it was not an amount that I was willing to pay for my New Year's episode talking about my move and like why I decided to move to Miami. So if you haven't listened to it, definitely check it out. But just like a short little recap is I was like, I always wanted to be a snowbird and live in Miami and experience it. And I've always been interested in maybe moving to Miami. So I'm like, this is my opportunity. I don't have to pay double rent. Let me come down to Miami in the winter. My mindset was kind of like, okay, 
Miami will be like a hurrah for me. I'll have a lot of fun, see how it goes, and then come back to New York and like take things more seriously. I waited to like last minute to like reach out to a moving company, find an apartment in Miami, got really lucky that I found this incredible spot that I love. I think that I like held off because I was really nervous about making this move. I've never in my life gone to a city by myself. People who do that and move to New York, I'm like, wow, you're so cool because I don't know that I would be able to do that. I'm all about challenging myself and trying to push myself out of my comfort zone and trust myself and take advantage of opportunities. And I felt like doing this for myself because I don't have anything tying me to New York. When I made the decision, I'm like, I'm not seeing anyone in New York. I love my family. I see my family all the time. It's not necessary for me to be here. I can leave for a month or two. It's not a big deal. I'm really happy that I took that step for myself because I'm so happy down here. But I'm going to rewind to when I was packing up my apartment. I had this like closet, my coat closet, that when I had moved back into my apartment, I filled up like an entire box worth of stuff that was like memories, photo albums, pictures, momentums, just like souvenirs we had collected and I just like stuffed it in the closet and I was like I'll bring it to my dad one day I'll bring it to my mom's house and once I put it in the closet I like avoided the closet and I didn't want to go there and I was like it's so on the back it was behind my coats I could never see it and then when I was packing up my apartment I'm like wow like I need to confront some stuff I realized that I'm happy I renewed my lease and I stayed in this apartment but I was like, I need to get out of this apartment in order for me to really, really put that chapter behind me and really move on because it forced me to like confront my wedding album. Like, what am I doing with this? Where are these pictures going? How do I feel about them? And I did do a poll on my stories asking like, what do you guys do with like old photos? And I got lots of burn them, trash, put them in a box. Like everyone had to kind of, it was basically those three things, either throw them out, burn them, or save them. And I just had to make that decision for myself. And I don't think that's like negative on anyone, what you decide to keep or not keep. It's what you're ready for. It just felt really surreal to like pack up that chapter of my life physically and be like, okay, I'm moving out of this apartment. Like the next place that I go is going to be fully me not tied to anybody else, which is just like a crazy feeling. I know that I'm turning 30 and I'm a big girl and a lot of people have experienced all these things when they're much younger, but it's all new to me. It's all new experiences to me. I did feel really emotional leaving that apartment because I felt like I was really saying goodbye to a large piece of my life. But I'm happy that I did that because I've found that you need to confront your feelings. You need to express them. You need to go through the motion because if you don't have those hard experiences and those moments of change, then you're just staying stagnant and you're just, you're just going to keep going through things, but you're never really evolving as a person. And moving down here, I feel like I am taking advantage of the place where I am in my life. And the opportunity that I have that I can travel because my job is remote. And 
I have the opportunity to take advantage of that. This new year has been so impactful for me. And I had said in my New Year's podcast that I had like a lot of anxiety over the new year because I'm like, where am I going? Like, this is my first year where I'm not heartbroken or in a relationship. I'm just good. Being down here and being in the sunshine and being able to work here and having friends here and putting myself out there to find a new gym that I like and to reach out to people that maybe I'm friendly with and to develop those relationships further, to find my own spots on my own. That's been so rewarding. And I really feel like I've been growing so much as a person. I'm just excited to see where life takes me, where time takes me. Moving on to heart to heart, I received a question about when do you know it's time to leave a relationship? And that's such a loaded question. But what I'm going to focus on in that aspect is that there is never a good time, but you should never feel like you waited too long. Because it's very easy to be like, oh my God, if I only would have gone out of this relationship six months ago, I wasted six months of my life being with this person when I was unhappy and not doing my own thing and not taking that next step. I wish I would have done it sooner. I think that's just a terrible way to look at things because whenever you got out, that's when you were ready to leave. And I feel like that way for myself that I don't feel like any time was wasted. I feel like when my relationship ended, that was when it felt okay to me and I was confident about the decision. I think if it would have been earlier, I may not have had that same feeling. So if you're someone who's unhappy in a relationship, I would say that really think about what you want and how you're feeling and don't get down on yourself for not taking the step today if you're not ready. I do think that you have to take a leap of faith and it's never going to feel like a good time, but I do think that you will feel more comfortable and confident in your decision at a certain point and then it'll be much easier for you to start the move on process because you felt like I tried everything and I know that this is a right move for me. So I hope that gives you a little bit of guidance. And again, this is just based on my own personal experience. Everybody's different, but I wish you the best. And getting out of relationships is really shitty and I feel for you, but you can do it. And you will know when you're ready to take that step. This has been probably one of my most like feelingsy episodes out there. And I'm curious to hear you guys. I'm curious to hear your feedback on if you liked it or not. I would love to connect with you guys. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok. DM me if, with your questions. You can email me at hearttoheart at gmail.com if you have some suggestions or want me to answer something for Heart to Heart. Until next time. Thank you.